message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Hallelujah. Did you come with your Bible? Oh, it's always good to wave it. Wave it strong if you've been reading it. If you've been reading it. If you have not been reading it, just hold it like this. But if you have been reading it, just wave it strong. The stronger you wave it, the more you have been reading it. Let me see. Say, this is my Bible. Say, I love this book. In this book is my deliverance. In this book is my promotion. And definitely, in this book is my life. This morning, God will speak to me from the pages of this book and I will never be the same again. My heart is good ground. Therefore, I will receive the word and out of the word, I will bear fruit. I am fruitful. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Glory to God Almighty. Three quick openings. Matthew chapter 6. We'll be reading from verse 25. 1 Timothy 6, 6. And Philippians 4, 11. For now. Three openings. Matthew 6, 25. 1 Timothy 6, 6. Philippians 4, 11. For the sake of our visitors, we've been on a series that we have titled Christian Character. The behaviors of Christians, the lifestyles of Christians, the character of Christians, the virtues that Christians possess that distinguishes them from people who are not Christian. So that when you see a Christian, you know that this is a Christian. And we say that it will glorify God and it will make our evangelism effective. As they see us like the light that we are, it will pull them in. Christian character. And today we are continuing with Christian character number seven. Contentment. Glory to God. Are you in Matthew 6, 25? Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Turn to your neighbor left and right. Tell them, do not worry about your life. Tell them this is a command. It's not a suggestion. Therefore, I said to you, do not worry about your life. If your Bible is a modern Bible, it's in red. It came straight out of the mouth of our Savior. Do not worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink. Nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food. And the body more than clothing, look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. You can see that the feed there is present continuous. He feeds them today. He will feed them tomorrow. He will feed them next month. Let the crops fail. Let the farm fail. He will still continue to feed them. He will feed them. Are you not more? Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. 
And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Worry speaks. Worry speaks. So therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the unbelievers, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows. Your heavenly Father knows. Your heavenly Father knows. He knows today, tomorrow he will know again. Next tomorrow he will know. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, somebody say all, all. these things, the things to wear, the things to drink, the things to put on shall be added to you. Somebody give God praise. Oh, I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing. It seems like we've done church already. First Timothy 6.6. 6. I'll be reading to 8. Now. Somebody say now. Not tomorrow. Say now. Say right now. Now. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain. It is certain. It is certain. We can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. Philippians 4, 11, for now. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13, let's do it together. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we have come again. Break the bread of your word. Feed us. Feed us until we are filled and we hunger no more. We declare that our hearts are good ground. We put down our thinking cap and we yield to your Holy Spirit. We put down our logic cap, cap and we yield to you. Thank you, Father. Reign supreme in Jesus' name. Christian character, seven, contentment. Contentment. Except for characters like humility, contentment may actually be the most elusive of all Christian virtues. It's becoming very scarce. Especially today. Before the social media came, we had problem with discontent. But since social media came, discontent shot up by 3,000, 5,000 percent. Discontent. 
contentment. What is contentment? What is contentment? But I'll tell you why contentment came. Contentment came because in our minds, all of us, all of us, in our natural state, all of us, even though we are born again, all of us, in our mind, we play out things in our mind according to what Paul Tripp calls, if only. We live the if only life. And according to what Jensen Franklin says, the when and then life. If only I had more money in my bank account, I would be content. If only I had a bigger car, I would be content. If only I am married, I would be content. If only I bought the air conditioner, I would be content. That is the if only life. But what about the when and then? When I marry, then I will be happy. When I buy the next car, then I will be happy. When I get the visa, then I will be happy. And because we live in the if only and the when and then, discontent came in and is choking us. But God says contentment is great gain. You see, God could easily have said it's gain. But he said it is great gain. So what is contentment? I'm going to try and give it to us different ways. Somebody tampered with my time. That is not my time. <laughs> it's contentment. I should be content with this time. <laughs> I should be content with this time. <laughs> what is contentment? <laughs> it is to be content with the time that you have. <laughs> okay. Contentment is the state of being mentally and emotionally satisfied with things as they are right now. With what you have, with who you are, with where you are going, trusting God that the next turns of your life will be better. But today, as at this morning, you are content. You are not worried about what will happen next. Where you are today, you are giving God thanks that you are here. And so what do we have? We have Christ. We are saved. Right now, leave the car, leave the house, leave the wife, leave the children. You have Christ. Do you know the meaning of that? You have eternal life. You have eternal life. The Bible says the 70 went out and did all kinds of exploits. And they came back and said, Jesus, we went out according to what you told us. And we did what you told us to do. We saw Satan fall like lightning. The spirits were subject to us. Jesus said, that is normal. Don't worry about that. What you should rejoice about is that your names are written in heaven. To be satisfied with who you are right now. That you are a child of God. You have eternal life. Your names are written in Christ. Written in heaven. Is to be content. That is who you are. That is who you are. That is what you have. Who are you? You are the redeemed of the Lord. You are the purchased of the Lord. You are the sanctified. Can you see? You are joint heir 
with Jesus Christ. Somebody give God a praise. Where are we going? Where are we going? We are going to heaven. A perfect place. A beautiful place. No tears. No sorrow. No heartbreak. No sickness. No disease. No death. Streets of gold. But on our way there, we are permitted to reign here. If you have all this, be content. Somebody say, I am content. So contentment is mentally, emotionally, being satisfied with who you are, what you have, and where you are going. Contentment is to become convinced that the resources you have in Christ Jesus are more than adequate for every situation that life brings to you. Did you get that? Contentment is to become convinced. That means you have work to do. To convince yourself that the resources Christ has given me and I have in Christ is more than enough for any circumstances that life will bring to me. What is contentment? Contentment is that you are happy with what you are, where you are, where you presently are. It is respecting the reality of the present, appreciating the grace of God where you are as you trust him for a better tomorrow. Somebody give God praise. Contentment, to be happy with God's grace on you right now, to be happy with the salvation you have right now, to be happy with who you are, where you are going, what you have, knowing that he himself has promised that he won't leave you. That is the conclusion of contentment. Knowing, somebody say knowing, knowing. that he himself has promised you, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will help you. Knowing this is contentment. I'll tell you what contentment is not. Contentment is not lack of motivation or absence of desire. So let's get it straight now. Contentment is not lack of motivation for life or absence of desire. It is not complacency as in Kesera, Sarah. What will be, will be. So you fold your arm and sit and what? That is not contentment. Contentment is not containment. Allowing life to box you in and say, what can we do? We just take it. No. Contentment is not laziness. And contentment is not lack of vision, lack of dream. Contentment is not lack of purpose. In scriptures, our ultimate example, Jesus showed us contentment. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. In one place, in Luke 12, 15, he said, and Jesus spoke to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of things. Things. Today, the focus is on things. 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 Contentment is de-emphasizing things. And emphasizing people and the kingdom. Glory to God. Prophet Samuel, who was a judge, a prophet, showed us contentment. At the end of his reign, he said, call everybody. Is there anybody here that I took their chicken? Is there anybody here that I took their goat? I have not tampered with anything. I have been content with what God had given to me. And the people say, yes, you have said the truth. David, a great man of contentment. How do you know Psalm 23, the Lord 
is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He was content that he has the Lord. And in the Lord, no lack. No lack. Somebody give God praise. Who else showed us contentment? The great apostle Paul, which we read. And I'll come back to him later. He was the master of contentment. You heard what he said there. He said, I have learned. I have learned. So family worship center, I came to tell us today that contentment can be learned. We can learn it. And God wants to, us to learn it. God wants us to learn it. And so what will be contentment for us in 2022, Abuja, Family Worship Center, Nigeria, Africa, the world? Before I go there, let me tell you that the opposite of contentment is discontent. Discontent. That is the direct opposite. That is where now, that is where now you do what God says you shouldn't do. You begin to worry. The discontent now breeds worry. And then the worry now leads to many things. To many things. And so categorically, we have like three broad categories of discontent. Material financial discontentment. Relational discontentment. And circumstantial discontentment. Uh, so today, those are the things killing us. And that is why we came to let us know that as Christians, we must convince ourselves that we are not to worry, that God cares for us, that we are better than birds, and that we are better than grass. Did you see that comparison? We are better than birds, we are better than grass. Some of you yesterday pulled out all the grasses in your home. You didn't even give it a thought. But God cares for them. And God says, how much more? How much more? That's why I said, Pastor, preach my message with that testimony. Every little thing about you, as long as it worries you, God cares for it. If it's important to you, it's important to God. It's important to God. If it is important to you. The all night, the last all night, we came to all night, we were ministering to the people. And as I was finishing, I started hearing mattress. 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 I said, ah, nothing happened to my mattress. My mattress is. <laughs> mattress. And then I felt the Lord say, there is somebody who is worried over their mattress. Tell them that I have sorted it out. I, I, I tried to show it, it won't go. And then I said, there is somebody here, you are worried about your mattress. God cares for it and is taking care of. Only for a big man of God in the congregation to meet me later and say, on the way to all night, him and his wife, all they spoke about was their mattress. Somebody spoiled their mattress and their life has not been the same. Mighty God. The same way he cared for pastor's bangles. The same way he cared for the wristwatch. God cares for us. And knowing that should be the source of our contentment. Material contentment. Houses, money, cars, vacation, shoes, all kinds of things, they have brought discontentment. And like I said, we were already struggling before social media came. It has multiplied. And so innocently, you go to your Facebook, you go to your Instagram, you go to your Twitter, and somebody puts there, right now in vacation in Honolulu. <laughs> you woke up happy. You woke up happy. Just seeing that, you say, you see, 
I've been planning to just go to Goshen here to rest for two days. Goshen is after Maraba. I've not been able to go. Look at them. They are going to Honolulu. Your own joy disappears. Your own joy disappears. Just two minutes ago, you were happy that you had a car. As you are coming out, your neighbor comes out with a new one. You say, oh, your joy disappears. Your joy disappears. Material discontent. Relational discontentment. You just heard that there was a party last night. You were not invited. All the people who were invited are married women. All of a sudden, it's because I'm not married. You that was happy a while ago, all of a sudden, your life means nothing. How come my life is like this? Ordinary husband, God cannot give me. Then, discontent. Discontent. Circumstantial discontentment. You are comparing your life with other people. At this stage of my life, I should have been able to accomplish this. I should have been able to accomplish this. Look at this person. Look at this person. Look at that person. And then all of a sudden, your joy disappears. You become discontent. Family Worship Center, I came to tell us that God has said we should not worry. He loves us. He cares for you. Your future is safe in his hands. Your future is safe in his hands. So you are a married man. Be content with your own wife. Take your eyes off of other people's wives. Let them use gold as their slippers and use gold as their weave-on. Watch your wife. Be content with the one that you have. No side chick can give you contentment. No number of mistresses can give you contentment except the one that God has given to you. Focus on her. Thank God for her. Focus your life on her. Be content with the children that God has given to you. Don't say, if only my children were like. These are the ones God gave to you. Are you saying God is not wise? Are you saying he doesn't know what he's doing? Be content with such as you have. God wants us to be content with our lives. I want you to know that Ecclesiastes 5, 10 to 11 says, if you love money, give me the New Living Translation and the message, Ecclesiastes 5.10. It's there. Those who love money will never, somebody say never, have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings happiness. Through happiness. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. <laughs> so what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it through your fingers? And as it's slipping away, your blood pressure is rising. Your worry index is rising. You must be content with what God has given you. Look at how the message puts it. The one who loves money is never satisfied with money. Nor the one who loves wealth with big profits. More smoke. The more loot you get, the more looters show up. 
And what fun is that? To be robbed in broad daylight. Somebody give God praise. Give God praise. And so you look materially, there's discontentment everywhere. Relationally, discontentment everywhere. Circumstantially, discontentment everywhere. It's just that we are forgetting who we are. So I came back today to tell us that as Christians, we must be content. Your future is planned. He said, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans of good. Anytime you begin to forget those things, discontentment will creep in. So how do we cultivate contentment? Number one, kill completely every tendency to compare. Every tendency to compare. Kill comparison. Kill it. Kill it. You must learn to admire without having to acquire. Learn to admire without having to acquire. Learn to enjoy without owning. And the worst part of our lives now is that we are comparing our own worst side with their edited best. Pastor, do you know that when somebody posts something on social media, they don't post their worst? No. They take the picture, Photoshop it, edit it, and put it there. You are seeing yourself the way you are raw this morning, and you are comparing yourself to them, your worst to their best. That is not fair. That is not fair. That is not fair. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Don't think that their grass is greener than your grass. And if it is true that their grass is greener than your grass, I want you to know that their water bill is also higher than your water bill. A true research was done recently. Two college universities in the U.S. took a sample of students and exposed them to social media for 30 minutes. Pastor, these children came to class fine. Fine. They just exposed them to social media for 30 minutes, withdrew them, and started checking their emotions. 90% of them became depressed. Yes, you just see somebody, like I said, in Honolulu, taking pictures. Somebody, somebody is sitting on the beach with cup and one small umbrella. What is that umbrella for? <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, you have been trying to find something that your money can buy in Wusse Market since morning. Only for you to see all of that. They got depressed. Why? We compare. We compare. I want you to know that you are uniquely different. Your purpose is different. Your assignment is different. Do you know why we say personal Lord, your personal Savior? Because what he has with you is personal. It's not the same with another person. And if you take your eyes off of your personal relationship and put it on what is happening with other people, discontent will come in. So today you kill all forms of comparison. You are not Pastor Wilson. Don't compare him to your husband. Now, this was it's a joke. As we're preparing the sermon, one of the pastors, his hair is so gray right now. He doesn't even know what to do with it, and he's younger than me. So he jokingly said, don't compare me to Pastor Wilson because my hair is gray and his hair is black. I said, yes, because they don't know what Pastor Wilson is doing, that his hair is black. 
Some of you don't know what I've been doing for the past six years, that my hair is complete black. I have contacted certain knowledge that makes the hair black. Your husband has not contacted that knowledge, and you think he's not doing his best. Don't compare. You don't know what others are doing. Kill comparison. Kill comparison. Kill it. You don't know what people are doing. Don't compare. Don't compare at all. If I collect correct shampoo now and I wash this hair properly, <laughs> receive, receive knowledge. Number two, this time, number two, cultivate and practice gratitude for where you are now. Cultivate it and practice it for where you are right now. Be grateful. When I say cultivate, it's going to take effort. You are going to look at yourself. I woke up this morning. I am grateful. Just for waking up. I'm not saying you woke up no pain. No, that's not what I'm saying. You just woke up. Why? The Bible says a living dog is better than a dead lion. You are alive. You are alive. So we must learn to cultivate and practice gratitude to both God and men now. Somebody thank God right now. 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 Number three, enjoy what you have now. Whatever you have right now, decide to enjoy it. Enjoy your own current wife. Leave anything. Enjoy your wife. Enjoy. Don't think about a future wife. Just enjoy your current wife. No future wife for you. Enjoy your children. Enjoy your house, the one you are in right now. Enjoy it. Enjoy the relationships you have. Enjoy the money you have right now. It may not be able to take you to Hilton, but it can take you to Mama or yours. Start from there. Enjoy it. Cross your leg in front of the Mama or yours. Eat, fold the shirts. Eat it. And then belch and say, Father, we give you praise. 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 I couldn't refresh my memory, but there was something we learned many years ago about uh, marginal, marginal utility. I mean, the satisfaction that is the difference between you going to Mama or you and going to it, there's nothing. 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 Enjoy where you are and what you have right now. Ecclesiastes 5.19 says that to be able to have fruits and enjoy it is a gift of God. A story was told about one industrialist who met a fisherman sitting lazily beside his boat. He said, why aren't you fishing today? The man said, because I've, I'm resting because I've caught enough fish for today. That's what the fisherman said. But this industrialist will not understand it. Why don't you catch more fish than you need? The rich man asked, what will I do with them? And then the rich man, the, the industrialist said, you could earn more money. He just said it like that. And buy a better boat. You could go deep and catch more fish and purchase nylon nets and make more money and make more money. And then soon you have fleet of boats and be rich like me. And then the fisherman asked, then what will I do? And then the industrialist said, then you can sit down and enjoy life. And the fisherman said, what am I doing now? <laughs> Thank you.
enjoy what you have right now. Right now. It does not stop God from bringing more. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Remember that you are the just. And for the just, our path shines brighter. So tomorrow will be brighter and brighter and brighter. What should you do to cultivate contentment? Serve others. Take, take concentration of yourself. Serve people. Serve people. What should you do? Accept the things you cannot change. Let them be. It's wisdom. There are certain things you can't change. I'm an Igala man from Kogi. Once in a while between C and S, we have problem. I will try, but if I can't, I rest. God sent me there and gave me the mother tongue. Is that my fault? I will only try. Somebody give God praise. I will keep trying and improving, but to worry and kill myself, no. You are a Nigerian. This one that you say until you move to Canada or America, you will not have rest. You want to kill yourself. He did not make mistake when he made you a Nigerian. I am not saying you cannot desire to go to Canada. But now that is robbing you of your peace. Never forget God's faithfulness in the past. Never. Never. Anytime discontentment is coming, remember his faithfulness in the past. Remember his faithfulness in the past. He did certain things for you before. He has not changed. Two old friends met each other on the street one day. One looked sad and almost on the verge of tears. His friend asked, what has happened to you, my old friend? The sad fellow said, let me tell you. Three weeks ago, my uncle died and left me $40,000. The friend said, ah, that's a lot of money. Then... The friend said, that's a lot of money. $40,000, lot of money. The friend replied, he said, but that sounds like a very big blessing. He said, you don't understand. You don't understand. Last week, my great aunt passed away. I inherited almost a quarter of a million. And the friend said, ah, this sounds like a serious blessing. Why are you looking sad? He said, this week I didn't get anything. <laughs> Does this sound like us? Discontentment because this week nothing has dropped yet. January, he blessed you. February, he blessed you. March, he blessed you. April, he blessed you. Because it looks like the month is ending, nothing has come. Your countenance has changed. Discontent has entered. We must remember his past faithfulness. But the cure, the ultimate cure to discontentment is to be born again. To spend time with God in his word, in prayer, so that you can know him personally. So that you can know him personally. That is the ultimate cure for discontent. Philippians, where we read, says, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state, I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer needs. Then he gave us the secret 
of the contentment. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Whatever situation you are in, tell yourself that this place, God's grace is enough for me. And he will take me to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. I want you to know that contentment is knowing who you are and telling yourself that the circumstances around me cannot change who I am. According to the Central Bank of Nigeria, who is the creator of our money? Is that not true? The Central Bank of Nigeria is the creator of our money. According to the Central Bank of Nigeria, and the authority, fully backed 100% authority of the federal government of Nigeria, this is 1,000 naira. Can you see it? It's 1,000 naira. That is what the creator said it is. Central bank. It doesn't matter if I squeeze it. Drop it on the floor and squash it. And then carry it. And look at it. What is still money? Is still 1,000. Your contentment must be in the fact that your creator, God Almighty, has said you are very, very valuable. That he will never leave you. That he will never forsake you. That he will help you. It doesn't matter what life has done to you. It doesn't matter where life has thrown you to. It doesn't matter the beating and the buffeting you have received. Your value in the eyes of God, who is the most important judge, is still the same value. Just as this 1,000 Naira, no matter what I do to it, remains 1,000 Naira. Family Worship Center, your creator, my father, your father, sent me to tell you to be content with where you are. He has good plans for you. And where he's taking you to, no devil can stop it. So today, enjoy him. Enjoy him. Be content. Compare yourself to nobody. Because he's your God. And he's your personal God. All eyes closed. God sent me to a lot of people here this morning. And as I make the call, I pray. I pray that you will come out. Because God wants to do certain major things here this morning. And so you want Jesus. You want Jesus to be the Lord of your life. So that he can bring every part of your life to a place where you achieve contentment. Because he is the one that will fix it. I can do all things through Christ. Christ must be seated first. And you say, Pastor, pray for me. My life has been battered. I am not even sure of my value. That is why God sent me. I want to pray for you. Can I see your hand? I want to pray for you. Can I see your hand? Thank you. Thank you. I want to see your hand. Raise it properly. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. God wants to beautify you. Raise your hand. Somebody say, my life has been a mess. I have been crying. Things are not adding up. I am not anywhere compared to where people are. I don't know. Yes, let's begin from the beginning. God wants to show you that he can make you. And he will make you. He's the one that can make people. Somebody will say you are in prison. Your life looks like you are in a prison today. He is the God of Paul. He will be your God. Raise your hand properly. Let me pray for you. 
You say, Pastor, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Raise it properly. Be bold. You are in the house of God. Something major God wants to do to people here this morning. And he wants to begin with you. He wants to begin. If you are a visitor, I need you to hear what I'm saying carefully. God didn't bring you here by mistake. He wants to put beauty on you. He wants to put beauty on you. He wants to bless you. He wants to increase you. And he wants to make you stand content, knowing that he is with you. Somebody is also here. You are going through a rough patch right now. You just need his arms to come around you. Can I see your hand? Can I see your hand? Now, if your hands are up and you want prayer, please stand, stand. You want prayer, stand, 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 stand wherever you are, stand. I'm here to pray for you. God loves you. God loves you. Thank you, thank you. They are standing all over the place. Please stand, please stand, please stand, please stand, please stand. Can you take your Bible and your bag and please come to the altar here? Take your Bible and your bag and come to the altar here. come please come my brothers and my sisters Jesus loves you Jesus loves you he wants to wipe away your tears he wants to give you laughter Jesus wants to wipe away your tears and give you laughter come to him this morning 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 now listen carefully as we are closing you say I have heard what you say pastor but give me some time. I still need to pursue some things. I can tell you boldly that there is no amount of money you will stockpile that satisfies. Only Jesus satisfies. In every man's heart is a hole made for him to fit in alone. And until he sits on the throne of your life, no satisfaction. That is why I ask any rich man, how much money is enough? He will tell you just a little bit more. Just a little bit more just a little bit more. Alexander the Great was a very great man. He conquered major part of this world. That is why he was called Alexander the Great. He was the king of Macedonia for over 13 years. He conquered the known world of that time. When Alexander died, he made three wishes. Three wishes. Do you want to hear? He made three wishes. He said, let the doctors who treated me carry my casket. Number one wish. Number two, let my hands be outside of the casket so that people can see my hands. Number three, I have forgotten number three. I can't remember number three. But the first two are important to me. Say number one, I want the whole world to see that doctors can treat, but they can't give life. Let the doctors who treated me carry my casket. Then he said, number two, I want my hands to be out so that they can see that of all the things I gathered here, I am not able to take anyone with me. I'm talking about Alexander the Great. If I remember the third one, I'll send it to you at home. But I say that to say, somebody is here, you say, no, let me pursue money a little. Get zillions and zillions and zillions and zillions. Only Jesus satisfies. And only Jesus brings real contentment. The more you get, the more they need to help you spend the money. 
And how much are you going to get? Sometimes you think you have made all kinds of money and discover that all your money in the bank is somebody's wristwatch. All the money you have that you are making noise all over the place is somebody's wristwatch or their ring. Their ring. So who are you pursuing? Contentment is in Christ. I have one second more. You say, Pastor, I don't get anything you are saying, but in my heart, I want you to pray for me. Just stand up and come. It's you. It's you. It's because of you you are waiting. Be bold. Come. This is your Sunday. Get up and come. Who is that bold person? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't think it's only you, but I thank you. Who else? Who else is bold? Who else is bold? We said, today I want to sort this matter out. The next girlfriend will not satisfy. The next sex will not satisfy. The next bottle of alcohol will not satisfy. Nothing satisfies. Only Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who else is coming? Who else is coming? Who else is coming? Nothing. Contentment is in Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.